what the heck happened in Montreal? Do we need to worry about Jake DeBrusque and Hampus Lindholm? What's the outlook for tonight's game against the Sabres? And where have I been? All this and more on a new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Tuesday, November 14th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine. How do you do that? Well, it's free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube. All you have to do is hit that subscribe button. Each episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, watch, and enjoy. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Quick reminder, you can find the podcast on social media at LockedNHLBruins. You can find me, my hockey thoughts, and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. I want to begin by apologizing for a lack of an episode on Monday, November 13th. Those of you who follow me on X will know that I was down and out with a very bad head cold. Got up, drove my kid to school, and then immediately got back in bed. And stayed there until about 4 o'clock. Usually, you know, if you take a sick day, you're like, oh, maybe I can uh, watch a show or read some of my book. None of that. I was literally in bed, sleeping, awake, just lying there for like seven hours. Feeling better. And what's helping is this sweet new Centennial Tooth that I bought over the weekend on Sunday. We were down in Niagara for our kids' basketball games. Hit up the outlet and found this beauty, gold-based Centennial Tuke that I just had to pick up. So that's where I've been. Where have the Bruins been? Well, they were in Montreal over the weekend. And uh, depending on who you believe, perhaps they were a bit sluggish for having arrived in Montreal on Friday. Quite a vibrant uh, nightlife in Montreal. Some great spots to hit in the downtown core. Uh, Did the Bruins perhaps have their rookie dinner or get out there and uh, live it up a little bit. I mean, it's debatable. Who knows? I have no verifiable proof. But on the ice, they were indeed a little sluggish against the Canadians. And the result was a 3-2 overtime loss with Caden Gould scoring in the extra frame to give the Canadians the extra point. Now, We will do our official Atlantic power rankings tomorrow, but too much to catch up with today. But overall, the Bruins still 11-1-2, only one regulation loss, 24 points, one point back of the Vegas Golden Knights for first overall in the NHL and their first when it comes to point percentage. So I can't fault the Bruins too much if they had a good time in Montreal. Over the last 
almost 100 games in the regular season. They've been one of the best in the NHL. An unexpectedly solid start here to the season. They've got a couple of rookies who scored their first goals last week. Another who's made great contributions so far. So, you know, as long as nobody broke a foot, as has happened in the past, then uh, I'm not too mad about them dropping a point in Montreal. Hopefully they can get back to it on Buffalo's ice tonight in a game against the Sabres, which we will preview later in the podcast. There were some positives in this one. I loved, loved, loved Jeremy Swayman taking exception to uh, scramble in front of the net. His helmet was knocked off. He stared some guys down, threw a couple punches, challenged Sam Montembeau to come down and and, uh, mix it up. Uh, A lot of dog in Jeremy Swayman, and you absolutely love to see it. Uh, Of course, they were going into the third with the lead. You would have liked to see them close it out. Uh, Actually, I think it was the Canadians who had the lead going into the third. And the Bruins were able to tie it thanks to uh, Brad Marchand. And uh, unfortunately, they were not able to get the winning goal in overtime. Uh the Bruins were led in ice time by Charlie McAvoy, who was making his return after serving a four-game suspension, 26 minutes and 44 seconds of ice time. Jacob Lauko came back after missing the previous seven games with that very scary eye injury. Marshawn's goal tied Bobby Orr for ninth highest in Bruins history. Um, and the Canadians overall were 0-9-1 over their past 10 games against the Bruins. So... I guess they were a bit due here. Again, you would have liked to have seen the Bruins finish things off. You would have liked to have seen them uh, get the win over, yeah, let's be honest, a a lesser team there. But, um, you know, the road game in Montreal, perhaps some fun was had on Friday night. And overall, they still got a point, still off to the best start in the NHL. Uh, So I'm not going to get too mad about this one. Hopefully it doesn't become a trend. And um, again, actually, you know what? I wasn't wrong. They were carrying a lead into the third period. I I totally forgot. Pavel Zaka scored early in the first period. And then Suzuki, Nick Suzuki, Brendan Gallagher scored two goals within the first 51 seconds of the third. It would have been easy to collapse spiral from there but they did fight back Marshawn with the power play goal to push it to overtime where uh the canadians got the victory shots were in favor of the bruins and uh just one of those games nothing too extraordinary to get worked up about i don't think and again hopefully they bounce back tonight against the uh the buffalo sabers a game we'll preview before the end of today's podcast some questions about a couple of players in particular that have come up, most notably Jake DeBrusque and Hampus Lindholm. And uh, we'll talk about whether or not we really need to worry about these two pretty key players here as the podcast continues. 
we spend a lot of time together. You and I, we get fired up on wins and losses, who starts, who sits, who's hot, who's cold. I'm thankful for that connection, and I want to get a bit more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medication. You know what that means? You can bring it on extended travel, your coverage during your next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra. It's possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com and receive a 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a discount as well. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your purchase. That's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your purchase. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, you can expect a full recap of tonight's game against the Buffalo Sabres, as well as updated Atlantic Division power rankings. All right, I've seen rumblings on social media and in Bruins conversations about specifically Jake DeBrusque and Hampus Lindholm and questions as to whether, you know, we should be a bit worried about either of these two players. This time last year, Hampus Lindholm was in the Norris Trophy conversation, filling in admirably for Charlie McAvoy in his absence after, um, you know, offseason surgery. This season, you know, you're not hearing that at all. He's got two assists through 14 games. He's a minus one if you care about that thing. He actually is second on the team in penalty minutes at 22. He's averaging 24 minutes and 12 seconds of ice time, which is tops on the team. One power play assist, and he has 19 shots on goal. Now, you see those two assists. You see, um, yeah, those penalties popping up. Not super encouraging. And there's been some turnovers on the other end of the ice, etc., etc. Now, this isn't, you know, TMZ. This isn't uh, a gossip show. But I think there are perhaps some personal things going on at the moment. If you follow... Hammers Lindholm and or his seemingly former partner. Perhaps uh, there's some other things on his mind at the moment uh, as they don't seem to be together right now. But also, if you dig in a little deeper, the numbers aren't that bad for Hampus Lindholm. At five on five, he is second among defensemen with a shot attempt differential while he's on the ice of 53% roughly 270 shot attempts for while he's on the ice 240 against and yes that 240 is a team high but again he's been averaging the most ice time when it comes to shots for and against while he's on the ice it's a 53% uh, advantage as well 136 uh, shots for while he's on the ice 120 against Goals, he's been on the ice for nine. He's been also on the ice for six against, which is a percentage of 60%, which is still pretty solid. Um, when it comes to high danger, 
attempts. Again, 57.29. He's been on the ice for 55 created by the Bruins, only 41 against. And high danger uh, goals, 6-3. So again, 66.67 advantage. And he's been doing that with most of his zone starts coming in the defensive zone. So what does that tell us? Well, he is playing big minutes. He's not being sheltered by starting in the offensive zone. And he's still coming out on top when it comes to uh, shots, shot attempts, high danger chances created when he's on the ice. The Bruins are doing better as a team when he's on the ice versus when he's off. So all things considered, it is a case of, yeah, he's not racking up the points. Perhaps he's getting some turnovers here and there. But overall, Hamas Lindholm still playing pretty well. And, you know, he's not traditionally a offensive threat. Last year was a bit of an outlier that way. We'd, of course, like him to be on pace for more than 12 assists in a single season. But last year, career-high 53, far and away better than he'd performed in the past. Uh, His previous career-high was 34 points, so maybe he fall in line a bit closer to that. Uh, Zero point percentage at the moment, or shooting percentage. The puck will go in, career average of 5.7. So I'm not too worried about Hamas Lindholm, all things considered. And what about our boy Jake DeBrusque? He is stuck on one goal this season. And, you know, a lot was expected of him after a bit of a breakout last year. He would have eclipsed the 30-goal mark had he not missed extended time after getting injured at the Winter Classic. At the moment, on pace for six goals, 23 assists for 29 points. What is going on with Jake DeBrusque? Well, his shooting percentage, way, way down. He's still getting looks. He has um, a shooting percentage of 3.4, which is well down from his career average of 12.6. So part of it, just a matter of bad luck. At 5-on-5 this season, he's got one goal, four assists, three of which are primary in nature. When it comes to individual shot attempts, he is second on the Bruins with 46 at five-on-five play, second only to David Pasternak, who's got 73, Uh, Brad Marchand with 45. Uh, High danger chances for, he is third on the Bruins with 12, and Quite honestly, he's just not getting the uh, the kind of puck luck that he's used to, I guess. He's getting the looks, he's getting the shots, but unfortunately, they have just not been going in as of late. Statistically, on average, you would expect that this will indeed uh, rise, and DeBrusque still getting the puck on net with regularity the moment he has uh let's see how many shots he's got on goal shots on goal 
right now, 29 through 13 games. So that's an average of, let's do some quick math here, 29 divided by 13, 2.23. And last season, he had 191 in 64 games, which is 2.98. So he's really getting the puck on net with the same regularity, but it's just not dropping for him right now. Last year, he had a 14.1 shooting percentage. He's more than 10% below that, and he's still getting high major looks. He's still getting shot attempts. He's still generating offense. Um, he leads the team with three rush attempt attempts. He leads the team with, um, let's see here. Are he second on the team in individual scoring chances behind only David Pasternak? Uh, again, shot attempts. He's second on the team. Individual expected goals. He's third at 2.72 behind Pasternak, Marchand, who are both at 3.51. He's doing all the right things. It's just not popping for him right now. Shooting percentage of 4.55 at 5-on-5 play. And he's also not getting primary power play time either. James Van Riemsdyk is the guy uh, who's playing on the wing on the first power play unit. Jake DeBras currently on the second power play unit with Charlie Coyle, Matt Potra, Kevin Shattenkirk, Canvas Lindholm. Those were the lines used uh, most recently. Rand Riemsdyk, Zaka, Marshawn, Pasternak, McAvoy. If you put... Brusque in Van Riemsdyk's spot. Perhaps you get the kind of production that Van Riemsdyk is offering. Amazing value on his one-year deal for the Boston Bruins. Right now, he's got, uh, what? Last time I checked, he was on pace for career years. Four goals, six assists for 10 points. That's what you'd like to see from Jake DeBrusque. And it's worth noting Van Riemsdyk's shooting percentage is 12.5. So if that shooting percentage begins to correct for Jake DeBrusque, hopefully as early as tonight, we should start to see some positive regression and a better look at what he is actually capable of. And hopefully he gets off the schneid beginning tonight against the Sabres, a game that we'll preview here as the podcast continues. Get into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. It's not just for football. Their app is so easy to use. And there's a wide range of betting options like spreads, player props, and over-unders. For example, tonight's Bruins-Sabres game, the over-under is set at 6.5. So, do you think it will be a burn burner, or will it be a bit more tight checking? You can place a bet there at FanDuel by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on. Get in on the action this NFL, NHL, NBA season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Bruins-Sabres live from Buffalo tonight. The Sabres will be celebrating Kyle Okposo's 1,000th game. Uh, maybe prior to puck drop, they did have discounted tickets. If you're in the area like me, 
Unfortunately, I can't make the drive down because our kid has a basketball game tonight. Lines, not really any changes to note. Marshawn will play with Zaka and Pasternak. Van Riemsdyk with Coyle and Frederick. That line's been cooking as of late. Heinen with Patra and DeBrusque. Lauko with Beecher and Steen. And that's another thing to mention with Jake DeBrusque. I wouldn't mind seeing a line of, say, Marshawn, Patra, DeBrusque. We saw Marshawn with some chemistry with DeBrusque in the past. He succeeded on that top line. Maybe he needs to jump up a bit and uh, put Patra with DeBrusque and Marshawn. I'd really like to see that. Power play again. DeBrusque on the second unit with Lindholm, Shattenkirk, Patra, and Coyle. McAvoy, Pasternak, Marshawn, Zaka, JVR up top. Sabres, we'll do our complete uh, power rankings tomorrow, but the Sabres up to 500 despite having lost their last game. Uh, 7 7 and 1 through 15 games, a negative goal differential. This is a team that can be scored on. They also can put the puck in the net with uh, great regularity. As right now, they're still struggling, though. They're still fighting their way. 22nd, 2.93 goals, four per game. They're allowing 3.13. Uh, the Bruins still allowing a league low, two goals per game. And they're scoring 3.21, 17th. You can still see an uptick there, uh, but their defense really keeping them in uh, in line so far. Penalty kill taking a bit of a bump. They're second now at 90.9. Uh, over the last five games for the Sabres, they are led in points by uh, Paterka. Uh, Alex Tuck with three goals, Paterka with three assists. The Bruins. David Pasternak with seven points over his last five games. Charlie Coyle leading the way with four goals in that span. Pasta with five assists. Uh, I believe it will be an all-mark game. He's 5 one and one The 926 save percentage. Uh, Devin Levi, I think, is going for the Sabres. He's 3-3 three and three with an 896 save percentage. Uh, Uka Pekka Lukanen, slightly better at 903. You know, a lot was expected of the Sabres this season. They're still kind of finding their way a little bit. They haven't uh, popped as may have been expected. And they're really going to be wanting to make a statement against the top team in the Atlantic Division. They want to show teams that they are legit, that they're for real. Um, And the Bruins would love nothing better than to prove that they are not. Uh, Brandon Biro was sent back to uh, AHL Rochester per a team release. And uh, the Sabres, here's a look at what their lines are at the moment and who you should keep an eye out for. Obviously, there's the big guns in Skinner, Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, uh, Jordan Greenway, Casey Middlestat, who leads them in scoring. With JJ Paterka on the second line, Zemingen Gergesons, Tyson Yost, and Kyla Postal on the third line, Victor Olofsson, Peyton Krebs, and Lucas Rusek on the fourth line. And of course, this marks Boston's first game against their old friend in Connor Clifton. Uh, he had missed a few games due to suspension. Should be interesting to see how the Bruins uh, play him and push him in the defensive zone. 
Anyways, thank you again for bearing with me through a missed episode yesterday. Feeling a bit better. Pumping the fisherman's friend down the gullet and hopefully back to 100%. Life has just been pretty crazy these days, uh, but I do love talking about the Bruins. And I thank you for joining me day in and day out here on the podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow. Where's the outro? Bye-bye.